Here we go, off the rails. Don't you know it's time to raise our sails? It's freedom, just like you never knew. Don't need bags or a pass. Say the word, I'll be there in a flash. You could say that my hat is off to you. Oh, we can zoom all the way to the moon from this great wide wacky world. Jump with me. Grab coins with me. Oh, yeah. It's time to jump up in the air. Jump up. Don't be scared. Jump up, and your cares will soar away. And if the dark clouds start to swirl, don't fear, don't shed a tear, because I'll be your one-up girl. <laughs> Do you know what that is? Steve, the, the, the fact that you you brought... The new Donk City Pauline theme to to a a sort of like nineteen ninety five beat poetry place is my favorite thing in the world. Right, like that um, was that was that was that was on brand in every single way. Also, those lyrics are even weirder when you listen to them slowly. For real, for real. Um, there's a th- th- there's like verses later on that talk about romance, and I'm like. Pauline's not supposed to be talking to Mario like that. What the hell kind of game is this going to be? I I don't know, dude. (laughs) I don't know. So before we get into that, because we can talk about that, because it is on brand. Mm. Folks, welcome to Engage, a family gaming podcast. I am your host, Steven Dutzman. I am joined by the most special of guests, Mr. Anthony John Agnello. You are the social editor for Venture Beat now. Is that what you are? That is. Or did that change? Good, actually, nice. Actually, my, my title now is head of social media. Oh, head of social Venture media. Beat. Yeah. So, all right. So, when last we met, you were at a different point in time. I was. Yes, that's um, true. That was, and now, I like to think, I like to think in my head canon, you're at a better place. Um, because now you're here... Not as at because I begged and and sent in a good email to your last podcast because that's really what happened. Um, but now you're here to to uh, shill two new podcasts that you're on. It's true, and yeah. also to talk about all sorts of cool stuff because you sent out a tweet that I was like, no, we got to talk about this um, because you. I don't know if you remember. You tweeted a thing about how you do not believe that the N64 Classic will be a thing. You think it's going to be the Wii Classic. And not only do I agree with you for the first time, maybe ever, because you and I, uh, we don't <laughs> we agree see, on much. Steve, we see eye to eye on Dragon Quest. It's We're true. right it's there true. on Dragon Quest. So, all right, we see eye to eye on, like, maybe a handful of things. But yes. the rest of it, we are so far apart. Most people would be like, how are you two both gamers and friends? Because we're supposed to hate each other because that's how gamers work, at least no. stereotypically. We but, buck the trend. But we buck the trend because you're my boy. Um, and so um, so this is super special for me, folks. Last time we had both Anthony and Susan. Susan is super busy right now because she's launching her own magic, not Magic the Gathering theme, but literally magic can you say literally magic? Is you can that... say literally magic. Literally magic. I think I think the genie online preferred term is is literal literally deception. 
Yeah. Which is what right. I, I, I love that. I love the description of magic, not as magic, but as deception. Because it's... it kind of sounds sinister. Yeah, I like that it's, it's really like a little not. evil. <laughs> it's, it is a little bit. It's it's on the spectrum of evil, but not yes. like in the bad way. Right. It's kind of, you know. The fun so, evil. Um, for those interested in uh, Susan's exploits, which I'm sure everyone is, because everyone was after the last time, go to Genie Online, G-E-N-I-I-Online.com. Oh, and you'll get there, and she writes about, she edits a whole website all about magic in a very cool way. I thought, I'm fascinated by all the stuff that I'm learning every time I read. So, um, in the meantime, folks, um, why don't we hop into things? This is the official video game and board game podcast for EngageFamilyGaming.com. EFG is a website like where, uh, where parents like myself and my co-hosts come together to give parents and families the information they need to get their family game on. As I said before, this week I am joined by one Anthony John Agnello. That little bit in the beginning was, I like, I like to call it an homage to the Continue <laughs> podcast, as well as several other, well, it's, it was only one. It was just the, it was just the, the radio radar that you did, the slow jams. Yeah, I, like, uh, the slow jam thing started. I was there, I listened. I, I well, listened to the evolution. This is actually, I think we can actually, this will be uh, an Engage exclusive, the actual origin story. Okay is I don't answer the phone like a normal person. I tend to see ever, whoever is calling, and I, then I pick up the phone and I say something, the first thing that just pops in my head, and uh, rather than saying hello, that's, like a reasonable human pe- that's being. That's super on brand for you, by the yes, way. Yes, that is... Speaking I, of on brand. I, I'm not going to deny it. And this was right, there was a, a, a fallow period for Radio Radar, uh, yes. Before Susan, Dave, and I started doing it as the core trio. Correct. And then when I, I picked it back up, I called Susan, and for some reason, I like I just started singing Boys to Men the, the single sure. second she answered the phone. And that transitioned into doing it when we started recording the podcast. This was sure. not, not a plan in any way. This was also during the Akbar period, which oh, yeah. is... I'm... Yeah, which is still comes back every once in a while. Which still comes back every now and again. Which is if, if, if people can, if you ever find somebody photoshopping Admiral Akbar's face into, into everything, <laughs> into the videos from nineteen nineties R and B songs, <laughs> posted with the lyrics, that's also me. I don't yeah. know why. I don't know why '90s R&B was was so in my gullet in, in 2016. But now you've honored the tradition with a one. I I wouldn't have pegged. What is that song called? I just think of it, it is as called. The new I was actually about to song. say it. It is called. It's actually. Um. It's called Jump Up Superstar, <laughs> featuring uh, Kate Davis. Um. I really just wish they had called it Superstar. I think that would have. But I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. It's because fine. I would love. Somebody to like go to iTunes or Spotify looking for "You're a Superstar." That is what and then you get and then get that. Like, get sure. "I'll Be Your One Up Girl." I, I so, like um, so for those wondering what the heck I did, so that was an homage to the Slow Jams, which is and which is the open to podcast, and really was my introduction <laughs> to the hilarity that was uh, one Anthony John Agnello. Although I've been listening to you on shows for a very long time, we went over this back in February. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I was supposed to do one 
I had one planned for February when you guys guessed it, but because of the snowstorm mm. and the fact that literally up to the minute that I called you guys on Skype, I was shoveling. That was not an option for me. Uh, I was out of breath. I had tweaked my knee. It was just a mess. Um, you got, I put on a very brave face. You did. Um, in the face of two of my heroes while uh, hosting a podcast, and I didn't screw it up too bad. No, you uh, did it with a plum. With a my plum. wife even said that I wasn't half bad, which is pretty good. Uh, that's pretty good for those uh, who listen to the show. So, And she is aware of the slow jams as well. There it. are only two podcasts that I am allowed to listen to in the car. <laughs> uh, one is the Gamers with Jobs podcast, which I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they are a thing. Um, she's fine with them because they're like adults. And she also uh, likes... She liked Radio Radar, and now she likes Continue. Which I like is the implication the is that we're not adults. No, 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 no. She likes them. No, no, no. Here's the difference. Like, so there are some people who I listen to that make video game podcasts that are literally just shenanigans. Sure. For example, Podcast Beyond, which is Max Scovel and like all them being just just silly, and that that kind of annoys her. Um. Whereas you guys are like an adult kind of shenanigans. Like, you're not just dumb. Like, she thinks that they are dumb. Yeah. Okay. And I don't. I like those guys. Um, I actually have a picture of my... I'll send you the picture of me and Max Scoville from E3. Um, it's kind of funny. Um, and also on brand. Um, I'll send it to you on Twitter. Um, in a DM, because I actually can't put it publicly, because it's kind of embarrassing. Sure. Um, so, the... so And she'll let me listen to continue, uh, because she likes you guys. Um, and so it's, so the fact that I got you guys on the show, she was pretty surprised. And I was like, I really just asked. I didn't even really go crazy. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, we had a couple things we want to talk about today. First, I wanted to talk about your two shows. Sure. Then I figured we'd go around the horn cause you've been playing this golf story thing. Oh man, I love golf story. And I want to talk about some golf story. I, the only reason I'm not playing golf story is that, um, it's holiday gift guide season and I'm mm. a one man show. Yeah. So you got to forgive. And I've been sick. So it's been a rough couple of weeks. Uh, that's the only reason I'm not golf storying with you. Um, but uh, then we're going to talk about this Wii Classic, because I think you might have some suggestions, because you have some wacky video game taste. Um, and I have this year list myself, so I think we might be able to maybe come up with some ideas. Awesome. Yeah, so, I, okay. You're on two shows. I know. You're on, you told me at the beginning that you, uh, that you could only grant me an hour of your presence. Oh, that, that's more of, and talk about on brand for this show. That is a, a parenting issue. Oh that yeah. Is, that is a needing to pick up my wife from work. She is currently teaching yoga and then getting, getting our, our child into full bedtime mode with her. Fair enough. Um, but so yeah, there's there's a strangely a lot going on these days. Uh, yeah. Continue is now we're we're it's so weird in my head. Continue is a thing that like we're still just planning that we're like yeah we got to do that. Not that we're actually a few episodes in at this point. Uh, Continue podcast is myself, uh, Dave Roberts and Susan Arndt who. I worked with at Games Radar at Joystick. Susan and I have been Susan and I have been working together in some capacity or other for uh, just about a decade at this point at various outlets. And once we, the three of us, all left uh, Games Radar this past spring, Susan and I to the dreaded corporate restructuring, and Dave just because he was ready for a new opportunity. And we were like, it, it, from the before we even left 
we were saying to each other that we needed to continue doing this show in some way, shape, or form. Not just because there was an audience for it, but because we legitimately enjoy doing it. Like, we just have a lot of fun having this. We have these conversations with each other anyway. And we figure, why not uh, present that to people who enjoy it? So the podcast sure. is, as as we put it, it is a podcast that is primarily about video games, but it's also about whatever the, hell's, the hell we're into at the time. Typically, movies, television, books. Uh, I'm actually going to be talking about a book called Dark Matter on the episode that we record next week by a guy named Blake Crouch. And it's just been like a really long time since I started reading one of those novels where like, you put it down in two nights and it's just this perfect page turning. Like you're like, it's both really, really good and well-made and also trash, like trashy in the best way at the same time. But Continue Podcast is a venue for us to talk about all of these sorts of things in a way that we find, and I don't want to sound like a jerk when I say this, but dignified. Uh, I find that a lot of podcasts that cover these sorts of things in a general way uh, have are, are troublingly infantilizing. And I, I often have trouble with the, the sort of like, oh, we're nerds. Do you remember all these things that we liked when we were kids? And like, I'm like, everybody, can we talk about the fact that we enjoy these things as adults? That's why I enjoy the entire engaged family gaming world because it's an adult perspective. Not in a late night Cinemax way, but a, nope. you know, an actual grown it's... up kind of way. Fair <laughs> enough. True. Uh, <laughs> true. Accurate. Although. Yeah, accurate. Yeah, now I'm thinking we should probably do Continue After Dark. I don't even know what that would be. It would be Continue Nights and David Hasselhoff would show up to solve crimes. You know, we actually <clears throat> have had, I have entertained pitches to do like an adult, like to, to do part of our content and talk about like M-rated games. Oh yeah, I think that's And place, things right? like that. Um, and I thought about it and ultimately, you know, it's been like, well... I mean, you only have so that, much time, man. It, there's, there's, it's not like I run out of stuff to talk about because I do talk about <laughs> T-rated stuff, sure. you know, like so that opens it up a, much more than people assume because that like includes things like Destiny and Destiny. You could run an entire website just talking about Destiny um, if you really wanted to because that thing is huge. So continue uh, for those listening. I would. Um, I would caution you that perhaps it is not the best show to listen to with your children. Oh, because no. Because there is some language. Yeah. However, if you're looking for some, if you are of the nerd persuasion and you're looking for something to uh, entertain yourself, um, I would highly recommend it. Um, you know, because they, you know, like I said, they, they talk about a lot more than just games. Um, so for those of you that prefer, you know, talking about some sci-fi stuff. They had a very fascinating discussion about the Orville and Star Trek Discovery on the last episode, um, which I thought was fascinating, being that I have not watched either of them, um, and now I kind of want to. Uh, it's a long story, Anthony. So, um, so that is, so it's wicked cool. I'm glad that you guys came. I had no idea that, um, Dave left Games Radar, though. Oh, yeah. Because you guys don't talk about your jobs. He works for Susan now. He does. He does. Oh, okay. He's, I just went to his Twitter, and Dave, thankfully Dave, he told me. Dave is Dave is writing about some really cool historical stuff. I, I that sounds I, like that sounds like him. Yeah. Speaking it's of on brand, very 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 cool project. All 
all told. It's just not what you expect. The the best thing that I've read by Dave on Genie at this point was a story about a magician who just completely fabricated all of this work he did for the U.S. military. Uh, and, like, like claimed to be using, like, magic and acts of deception to help in the war effort in World War II. And it's just bonkers and so, so interesting. But, yeah, that's what he's doing that these days in addition to continue. Sure. Uh, the other podcast I have going on is probably, you said, like, people of the nerd persuasion. The other podcast I'm doing is so much more nerdy <laughs> yeah it is it is a very very thin razor thin slice yeah of the nerd world so it's uh, video game grooves yes is a podcast specifically now folks i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna sell this hard okay and then anthony's gonna go so this is this is what this podcast is about it is about video game soundtracks specifically video game soundtracks that are being released on vinyl specifically now on vinyl. You, you might say to yourself that's not a thing. Like that that can't be enough content for three grown men to talk about every other week or so. Like how is that even possible? No, for real folks. Like I didn't know it was a thing until I started listening to this show and I learned more in like two episodes and it turns out there's a whole world for this. Mm -hmm. Um further proof that nerds have money. Well, um, yeah, I, I will say... At least not anymore, because many of them are buying things on vinyl. I, okay, so anybody who has ever engaged in the video game world beyond, you know, clicking add to cart on something on Amazon knows that people who are, are have even a, a, a mild interest in video games. I'm not even going to go with passing interest. Like, a passing interest in games is you play one or two things a year, your kids do it, your siblings do it, whatever. But, like, anybody who goes a little bit beyond that and follows games knows that yep. game people are very easily separated from their cash. Yes. And on top of that, uh, and this this is a, a weirdo collector hole that is you know almost a century old at this point but people who collect vinyl records are the worst of the lot they're insane yeah and i am one of them yep. and i happen to be the other thing and there is in the past five years this sort of growing crossover realm mm -hmm. between the two yeah also because there, there there's been a large boom in interest in vinyl records uh overall over the past decade yeah and this has coincided with you know the sort of broadening of uh, video game culture and the acceptance sure. of video games and a, a huge thing that sort of fueled this is the boom of indie gaming as well sure uh, i would say the vast majority of video game soundtracks that are you know pressed to vinyl are uh, indie game soundtracks in fact one of our hosts on uh, video game grooves Paul Watson uh, helped actually publish the soundtrack to Stardew Valley recently. Wow. Uh, which is spectacular. I actually just started playing that game for the first time. It is very good. But yeah, it's it's a very, very weird world. And the it's a small audience, but not as small as you would think it is. Nope, and I would not. I, I, I am amazed. And I believe that it's huge. Because... Yeah. 
There's, I mean, every time I see you guys tweet about it, I see people talking about it, and I, I did my homework because I was like, is Anthony crazy? I mean, beyond <laughs> the normal, and I was like, I guess not. See, now you're um, now you're now you're thinking to yourself, maybe he's right about Breath of the Wild. Nope. Maybe there's nope. something there. Nope, there's not. So, um, and we're not even. I'm just gonna literally. Just gonna roll, uh, we're gonna put a pin in that. Roll past uh, you that. can you can come back after Thanksgiving and we'll fight about that. Because um, maybe maybe I should just have you on to talk about game of the year stuff. So then we can really fight it out. Um, knowing, unfortunately, most of your games that you would probably pick, uh, you can't because they're disqualified because we can't talk about M rated games. Oh, so man, all of them are. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So pretty much that makes it a challenge. It, it adds a challenging limitation for me. Yeah. Um, it also makes it impossible for me to talk on like discords because most people are like yeah let's talk about near automata i'm like well that yeah. butt <laughs> that butt though oh so, god that, the, that the, butt is just the beginning of exactly of the, oh i know i'm going gonna there. i i have to wait for those games until they're in the, like the cheap section and then i can play them after the kids go to bed oh. um i'm waiting on the witcher that's the next thing for me and that's definitely not for kids mm. so for those listening the thing that i really love about the video game grooves podcast and why i wanted to bring you on and eventually we're gonna do i think we need to have you come on and do like a faux episode where we listen to some tunes. Oh, um, cause I have my own stuff that I, that I have wanted to listen to with you. Um, cause I, um, you guys have kind of ignited an awareness of soundtracks that I did not you know, like. I always like hummed music, but I never realized what I was listening to. It's mm-hmm. very interesting. So what they do folks is they have a segment that's about news that for those that might not be into the scene is a little dry. However, for fans, it's like a pot of gold. Um, and then they do a segment where they like, each everybody brings a, like a little little uh, bit of their collection, and they talk about it. And it is fascinating the amount of knowledge that the three of you guys bring to the table when talking about some of these games. And to give some examples, I'm looking at their track list, quote unquote. Now, some games that they have talked about are um, Fez. Uh, we have seen, and I really like that episode. Um, Team Fortress 2, Firewatch, um, Super Castlevania 4, which for the record is actually on the SNES Classic, Chrono Trigger, um, and uh, there's the Metroid Trilogy, and they even talked a little bit about ukulele uh, very recently. So, like, lots of very broad stuff, um, and it's really fascinating, the level of detail. And then sometimes you guys even have guests where mm-hmm. you talk to people that are, you know, I remember even in your second episode, you had a guy on who just got way into the weeds on, like, how things are pressed and production and the whole thing. It was very fascinating. So if you want to learn about that, even if you have a passing interest, I recommend downloading a few episodes, giving it a listen. And frankly, I think they would appreciate the download, even if all you do is skip to the section where you get to listen to the music. <laughs> They're fine with downloads no matter how they get them. Um, Steve, I'm guessing actually, that's correct. This, this is a, a straight-up question. We, we switched up the format recently because I am also a believer in... I, I think the news is a little dry, and I, a lot, many other people have expressed that sentiment in addition to you. And I think we should just always open with the music. Are you with me on that? Do you think that's I w- the case? So, I, I think there might be something to be said about... Because truth be told, I have not listened in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and like in a while, actually. Not for because of you guys. I've oh, got no, it. No. Da- it's, it's been so busy. Um, but I have more time to listen now, so I'm coming back. Um, I would pick like the two or three like hotness stories yeah and throw them right out the gate I'll t- like because every i'll bring that i'll bring that feedback to to mr paul watson and, and then mr. do Jeremy the full Lamont. run 
and then do the full run later because I, I mean it's valuable information because I would think that for some people that listen to your show um, they might not have any other place all in one place to get those news, right? Sure. It's not like there's an IGN for this stuff, yeah. right? <laughs> so this might be the only place they get some of that news. Um, so I think there's value in the complete run. Um, so, but I think every, every week, like he, you know, he lists off the thing, or at least when I was listening, he would list off the thing and like, there would be like two of them that you guys would be like, holy crap, this is amazing. Ah, and you guys would like, you would Agnello out. Yeah. As I like that's to say. And then the rest of you are like, oh, that's neat. Oh, that's cool. And it's like, if you're just, if your reaction is, eh, that's kind of neat. It's a thing. I'm glad that it exists. Like, if your thing is, I'm glad that it exists, the three of you probably shouldn't talk about it right off the front. Yeah, I, I agree. I, but I, I don't know how you guys prep. I mean, if he just rolls in with a list and you guys have never seen it, then just leave whoever's organizing the news, whoever draws that bad straw, to just pick, like, the three-star things. That's what I would do hmm. if I were in that. I'll, um, I'll, yeah, I'll take that to the guys. I will say, what is, of of the episodes you have listened to, what is the music that sort of hooked you the most, that you were like, I've never listened to this in isolation from games, and now I actually want to go listen to this? Oh, I mean, the thing that I, I actually bought the soundtrack legit, after listening to the episode um, was your opening episode when you talked about Ori and the Blind Forest. Mm. I bought the crap out of that. Not the vinyl, because I don't have any way of playing it. Sure. Um, although I'm sure my... Like, I talked to my dad about it, because he's... Mm. He was an old like radio DJ back in you know back in the day. Oh, no kidding. He, he's the... He is... My father is the... Um, the tour chaplain for the Marshall Tucker Band. Wow. He's the... They call... He's the Rev... Um, cause he's obviously my dad's a pastor. People who know me know that. So, um, he's the tour chaplain for the Marshall Tucker band. So like music has always been an important part of my life, but it's been kind of ancillary. Um, and so he, he's got like a giant wall of records Wow. that one of these days I'm going to have to sort through. I may be like, um, con it, depending on, you know, circumstances, I may be reaching out to you for help because <laughs> you're my record guy. Sure. But it was Ori in the Blind Forest was the first thing that you really got me um, because I heard it and I listened to it. But what's by list, by starting with that episode, right? Like I just became aware of the fact that video game music is not just a thing, but it's a thing that can be and should be appreciated. And it kind of transformed the way I experience games moving forward. Oh. Um, so like there believe it or not, I, it actually tr changed the way I played Breath of the Wild, just the way that I listened to the music and how it was constructed, etc. I know you hate that game, but I'm going to bring it up. Um, so, no, it was, I don't it, the, hate Breath of the Wild. Oh, I come just, on. I, I, my relationship with Breath of the Wild is complicated. It's complicated. It's a complicated, it's complicated. thing. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I know. You don't, you don't hate really much. You don't hate it. You just, you're a character, and so <laughs> you are basically like... The, you're a heel. It makes me in regards to your relationship with it. it makes me you're so a heel. angry. It, I it, get it. My, my here. Okay, we have to address it now. Let, this uh, we'll, we'll go in depth at a later date. Yes, my, we'll put a pin in it, as I like to say. The one thing that I will say about Breath of the Wild is that I think that so much of it is so genius, and there's there's a difference between things that are good but flawed. And things that could be perfect if they didn't stand in their own way. And Breath of the Wild's flaws 
uh, are are things that are unnecessary to the experience. And if they were simply edited out, all that game needed was an editor. It needed somebody to sit there and say, you know what? Maybe not this. Maybe not this. And also to reconsider all of the item management because it was designed for a touchscreen and not something you were controlling with buttons. All right. Okay, well, I'm that's done. definitely that's true. It. No, I, that I will agree with. Um, I, so, and this is just a matter of taste. I thought that some of those design decisions that you wish could be edited out, mm-hmm. like, I think they added to my experience mm. because they forced me to think about every combat encounter in a different way. And it made it so that it wasn't just rote one, two, three finishing combo with the Master Sword. Sure. Because every, every fight I was like, wow, I'm fighting these bats flying at me. Uh, I guess I got to use this bone arm thing because I don't want to waste my real good weapon. So it forced me to fight in really weird ways. It put me, it took me off guard. And considering the fact that I played that game for a hundred hours, because that game is big as hell for those, for those of you who are buying a switch this holiday so that you can play legend of Zelda and super Mario Odyssey, which let's, let's just unpack that. That's the fact that that's a thing. Did you, did you hear that there are as many, the moons that you collect in super Mario Odyssey to unlock new areas? There are as many moons as there are Korok seeds in breath of the wild, which just that that's it. Everybody there are, 350 some odd collectibles just waiting to be found yeah it's insane it's insane i think there might even be more than that because there were a lot of korok seeds so yeah well there was like 900 korok seeds yeah it's something like that either way it's absurd and what's crazy about the moons is that those are crafted whereas like the korok seeds were like mini puzzles like this thing in odyssey is insane i mean i've Every time I touch that game, I, I lose my mind. So, But the fact that there are a lot of parents that have reached out to me and said, hey, listen, the Switch, we're doing it this fall um, because they were waiting for the kind of that one-two punch to be a thing. Listen, folks, you're going to play Zelda. That is 100-plus hours of game. It is. There are people that I know that haven't even gone to Ganon yet that have put 200 hours in because you can just keep wandering around, and the experiences are always somewhat different. And one of the reasons for that is that depending on what weapons you have, that's the that changes the encounter entirely. Um, and so if I just had the master sword from the beginning and maybe I had to power it up, you sure. know, let's say every shrine I went to kind of gave me some maybe unlock some combos, did some stuff. Eventually, it would have been a Dynasty Warriors game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while I completely agree, there were circumstances where I was like, man, I ain't got no weapons. Mm. Um, here's what that did. All those situations where I was like, man, I ain't got no weapons. That made me run around with bombs, blowing up Bokoblins to steal their sticks. So I had something. And as someone who LARPs, some of my favorite encounters have been when I have been stripped of the things that make me feel comfortable Mm. and forced me to think outside the box, fight with weapons that were not mine, Mm. fight with without my full power. So that's my defense of Breath of the Wild. Folks, that's a preview of the two of us going just fighting. That's a that's a strong and, argument in its favor, Steve. I, yeah, I really so, have to say. I do I do want to ask, I feel like this will I feel like this is related to the other thing that you wanted to talk about. How did you feel about Skyward Sword? Um I struggled with Skyward Skyward Sword because it came out while I was playing World of Warcraft. Mm. 
Boy, those could and, not be more different experiences. <laughs> yes, and as anyone that fans of the show uh, will know, when that came out at peak World of Warcraft for me, yeah. um, and so I, my relationship with World of Warcraft is is challenging. Um, <laughs> to the, it's one of the reasons why I'm really not playing as much Destiny as I could be because I feel Destiny grabbing me the same way the World of Warcraft did, and I have trained myself to say no, 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 baby, no, no, you gotta no, resist no. Those wilds. I gotta resist it um, because it's you know because I know I have the kind of personality that'll just be like one more dungeon, mm. one more thing. So, um, so Skyward Sword, I appreciated it for what it was, um, but it's not my favorite, um, and I wish that I. I was, it really comes down to the motion controls, um, because I really did not like motion control gaming, Mm -hmm. um, because I am fat and lazy, um, and I don't play Legend of Zelda for activity, I play it because it's a puzzle, it's a mind game, um, and both Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess on the Wii, Twilight Princess on GameCube and then the HD remaster are, you know, chef kiss, I love them, Mm. um, but like... I don't want to get tired playing a 50-hour Zelda game. Sure. So that hurt Skyward Sword, but I really liked it. I thought it was... I actually thought Skyward Sword was pretty. Yeah. Even with, like, the Vaseline on the screen. I think Skyward Sword, if they found a way to, like, just give it a new coat of paint and fix some of the motion control stuff and just make it a traditional Zelda game, um, I think uh, it would be introduced to a whole new audience, put it on the Switch. Um... I think it would be insane. I, I I would take... I would... If anybody asked me what games, what sort of classics were going to be given the HD upgrade for uh, Switch at this point, you know, yep. what what's going to get the same treatment that Wind Waker and Twilight Princess did, yep. I, th- I think that you will see Skyward Sword HD within two years. Like, sure. I, I think you're going to see it by the end of 2019. And I think you will see both a traditional control scheme put in. Because I don't know if you know this, there is a patch that somebody made to work with the, the oh, Dolphin yeah. emulator to let you play it with a, a Xbox 360 controller. And it works sure. pretty good. Like, it could be yeah. polished up a little bit more, but it works But that's pretty... Nintendo's thing, right. is polishing stuff. And, and no, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I think that that would be, I, I, I mean, that would be one of the things that I think deserves a second chance. Because I think it was derided by so many people because they just didn't like the motion controls. Yeah. Like, they were, they, and it's, it's difficult to see, like, it's difficult to see a Zelda game get diminished even if it's just by the un, you know the unclean masses <laughs> um for a quote-unquote a gimmick and then literally in breath of the wild link has a cell phone but, well steve and, did you know haven't you realized there's a zelda cycle in the same way that there's a sonic cycle which is there's a zelda comes out and everybody hates it and that's majora's mask or it's wind waker and I think you're going to see this happen with Skyward Sword. And then, like, eh, eight years go by, and then everybody decides it was an underappreciated work of genius. And Except for the fact that there is no Sonic game that can be considered a work of genius. <laughs> well, no, no, I just I just mean that, like, there's there's also a discernible cycle with uh, the, the public, the gaming world's relationship with these things. There's Fair enough. A, there's an inversion of this, though. Which is, there's the Zelda that is 
claimed to be the perfect game, the best thing ever made. No, you're right. And then enough time goes by, and then people are like, oh, well, it wasn't as good as we thought it was. Well, we've we've seen it happen to, to staff Roberts, Dave Roberts, oh, yeah. who, when the game came out, was like, it's, it's, it is the best. And even now, he's like, it's fine. Right. <laughs> Right. For him, for him, it's fine. Is high praise. It we is. have to. You have to. You have to use the universal translator. Yeah. Um, I am also one of the people. I mean, if anybody that wants to read it, you can read my review of uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. It's up on EngageFamilyGaming.com. I will defend it to this day. I believe that it is the best game Nintendo has ever made. I stand by it. However, I recognize that there is a thing that happens with Zelda games, and it absolutely does, where over time, people cool on these games. Um, I think they cool on Zelda games slower than they cool on other ones. Yes. And then eventually, when you you know, in five years, when you see top Zelda games, there will be some places where it will be at the top. It's just, with Zelda, there's just a lot of variance, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it comes down to preference, and a big piece of it comes down to 2D versus 3D. Um because that's the argument about Link to the Past versus anything else. Because the Link to the Past purists, there's nothing that they could do ever that, that will make them believe that Link to the Past is not the best. Steve, what's your um, number one? What is your My number one? Well, right now, my number one is absolutely Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And I will defend that to my dying day. Sure. Um, but before Breath of the Wild, it was uh, Link to the Past. Hmm. Largely because I really just struggled with um, Ocarina of Time. Just because it, it just didn't look as great to me <laughs> yeah. as a lot of folks. With that said, my oldest son is a Ocarina of Time. Like it will forever be his thing because it's oh. the first game he ever beat. He's I'm raising my son right, Anthony. I see. I, well, I, is he uh, is he a 3DS or an N64 Ocarina of Time um, player? He's played both. Wow. But most of his time was on the 3DS because he is you know 10. Sure. So or, the 3DS <laughs> is his jam. Well, there are, um, there are there are there are methods to play the N64 original. There's Wii U. There's the Wii. There's... Yeah. True. But I mean, he has until we got the NES and the SNES Classic. He has spent a lot of time with like if I'm going to play the retro games. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play them like on the real systems because we actually have those things. And so that, and I can't really get mad at that because I mean, if you, you know, smoke, if you got them, right. right? No, so it's, it's not like, so, but he, but he loves him some 3ds. I mean, he's a Pokemon fiend. So it's like, if he's willing to take the Pokemon out and put in another cartridge, that cartridge has to be like hot fire. Um, and he loves him some Zelda. He was Link for Halloween last year. He tried to be Link again this year, and we were like, bro, you got to change it up a little bit. Um, so it's so the Zelda thing, and, and I guess it turned into a Zelda episode. What are we going to do, folks? Um, is it's everybody's, everybody's a little different. My wife also loves uh, Ocarina of Time. That was the first game I bought for her. Um, so like she, so, and I don't think, and I, and somehow I didn't even taint that. Like, how crazy is that? She likes it enough. I didn't ruin it. Um, but so uh, it'll be interesting. We'll have to revisit it in five years. Yeah. We'll have to just get together on whatever show one of us is doing and, uh, and discuss cause I'm sure it'll shuffle. Yes. Um, my cousin, Peter Brown from, uh, GameSpot is, uh, I'm sure he will. He also, I'm pretty sure, is going to be a, a Breath of the Wild for life guy mm-hmm. after all the conversations he and I had. Yes, I did just name drop. I do it on my podcast all the time. Don't hate. So let's 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 talk about the product, the holiday hit of 2018. Yeah, 
Good the, segue. The, the Nintendo Wii Classic, because I feel like that's related to, to this Zelda yeah, topic. This is kind of this is related. So, um, I agree with you. I think the N sixty four would be a hot mess. Uh, the N sixty four Classic would be a hot mess. I don't think. It, I think. I, it, I, I think like the N sixty four Classic to do it in a way like at, at number one, those controllers are very expensive and weird. Yeah. But that's not that's not the big reason that I think that the Wii Classic is a shoe-in. Because, you know, I, I am glad that the NES Classic and the SNES Classic exist. I think they're very cool things. And, I mean, I, it bums me out that we have the Switch and no real virtual console solution that's just a matter of time though uh, but in, in, a, time. in a year sure. in a year we'll be fine because Ninten nintendo has been very very bad about their digital distribution true from the beginning since the wii came out in november of 2006 they've been messing this up and you know by tying games <laughs> to hardware you purchase them on rather than an account system and like yeah. there's just there's no excuse the switch has an NES game built into its freaking OS. Okay, but that's real cool, though. That's super cool. It's the coolest. But there should I cried be... when I read about that's it, by the way. Awesome. Totally did. It's awesome. But there should be... Those games should be there. Regardless, I'm glad that the SNES Classic and the NES Classic exist. I'm glad that they are very, very high quality in their representation of the way those games are actually supposed to be played, rather than the crap emulation that you saw on the Wii U and the Wii... All True. of that said, these things are profit machines. They yep. are they are not, you know, Nintendo like Nintendo makes things that are bizarre fetishistic celebrations of their history. Like the I, I always point to like the Famicom and NES classic releases for the Game Boy Advance, which was Nintendo, you know, back in uh, between 2001 and 2005 did a series of games that were sort of the lead up to the twenty the 20th anniversary of both the original Famicom and Super Mario Brothers, and they made these lavishly produced little Game Boy Advance cartridges yep. that reproduced the box art for the for the Japanese and English releases of these old NES games. So yep. those things are celebrations. The NES Classic and the Super and the SNES Classic are things that are meant to just make bank. They are yep. super popular, trading on nostalgia, and they're just there to cudgel people's wallets. Yep. The N64 will will never be that thing. Because mm -hmm. there just weren't that many games that have that power. Like, there are 21 games built into the SNES Classic. There are 30 games built into the NES Classic. And the N64, you're going to be like, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Mario Party... Mario 64, GoldenEye, uh, banjo Which Which is impossible. Which And two of those are an impossibility. Right, and two of those are an impossibility. So, like, the the the, the value proposition yep. of an N64 isn't there. And I just, like, like, there is a swell of nostalgia for the N64 over the past couple of years. You don't have to look much farther than the crowdfunding success of ukulele and a hat in time to see that there is a hunger for these things. Yep. But if Nintendo was going to just freaking drive a profit machine, you know what there are just thousands of sitting in warehouses, Wii remotes. And yep. if you just went out and said, here is a $50 
Wii. With yep. Wii Sports and Mario Kart and Mario Galaxy and all of those things built into it, like, cheaper than the SNES Classic, you could. It would just fly off shelves. And we're at, oh, the, yeah. we're at the perfect moment for Wii nostalgia to hit. Because yep. I think about, you know, your, our kids are a little bit too young, but I think about a kid who is going to college right now. Like, somebody who is 18... Oh, you, 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 you damn right. They were An eighteen-year-old kid would be. There would be Wii Sports in every dorm room oh, man. again. And like, I, God, I, I, I hate to even put the suggestion out there, but like, Nintendo could call up Activision and be like, "Put Guitar Hero three in there, guys," and it would explode. It would be the yep. biggest damn thing in the world. Yeah, it's just, and I, I know that there is like a patent out there. People are like, "Oh, it's gonna be the Game Boy Classic," like maybe, but I think the the sure play in the near future, based on the success of the NES Classic and the SNES Classic, is the Wii. Sure, I agree. I mean, my counterpoint to the N sixty four, just to throw that out before we can rattle off some games together, sure, um, is the N. So we saw how disappointed fans were when Chrono Trigger wasn't on on the SNES Classic, right? Like. It wasn't like Szechuan sauce mad. <laughs> it was close though. Which don't even get me started on how stupid that is. But it, it was. There were a lot of people that were like, "Why isn't? Why no Chrono Trigger? Why not just put twenty two games on here?" And I'm like, "Sure, I guess. Why not give you another eighty dollar game for, you know, just sure. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. But right, like there were people that were mad about that. The thing is, it still wasn't a disappointment because it met expectations. People in general were like, you know what? It doesn't have Chrono Trigger, but like for real." These are 20, and like 15 of them are in the top 100 games of all time yeah. for everyone that's making this list, no matter who, right? And so, I mean, there will be some variance at what at where they fall on that list, but some of these games are among the best games ever crafted. And so with the N64, it doesn't have that same push, and also it just automatically becomes a disappointment by nature of the fact that some of the games that people still talk about are impossible yeah. um, from a licensing perspective, specifically GoldenEye and Banjo-Kazooie. So you're left with, like, I mean, what, Mace the Dark Ages? Like, what do you, I mean, <laughs> well, you know? Well, I, I don't think Banjo-Kazooie is out of line because Microsoft and Nintendo have shown a willingness to play nice. I mean, the very fact that you... But that's can, a Minecraft thing, though. That's a Minecraft thing, but it's, you know, uh, Nintendo is incredibly cagey about letting anything that was an NES game appear on another platform. You know, Capcom just put out, uh, you know, the Mega Man Legacy Collection and Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 in the past yep. couple of years. And, uh, you know, the, the production team that put together the first Mega Man Legacy Collection were like, Capcom and Nintendo don't want these to just be straight-up emulated things. Like, they needed to rebuild the games at a code level so that they would run on a PlayStation rather than, you know, doing yeah. this. And Microsoft, meanwhile, had RC Pro-Am, had Battletoads, had uh, Snake, Rattle, and Roll, and all kinds of old NES games yeah. running on Xbox One in the Rare uh, Replay collection. So I, I don't think Banjo-Kazooie is all right. too crazy. I'm not ready to say that if Banjo-Kazooie is on an N64 classic that I would eat a hat made out of butts. <laughs> Because I don't make bets anymore after the last. Yeah. So the, the so speaking of bad bets, the last bet that I made was with my podcast host from 
uh, Gaming with the Moms, the other show I'm on, I bet her that the Switch would absolutely be announced and released in September of 2016. Ooh, not good. Guaranteed it. And I said that if I, if it did not come out, that she could choose the game I played for Extra Life. She uh, obviously won. She made me play Star Stable. Do you know what that game is? I don't. It's an, a horse riding MMO targeted at tween girls. <laughs> it was so messed up. We'll talk about that on Twitter. Um, so, all right, so let's talk about some games yeah. for this thing. Because I, so I am on board 100% with this Wii um, classic. So we obviously it needs Wii Sports. Because mm-hmm. Wii Sports is like the reason for the season. Frankly, if they charge 25, if they charge like 30 bucks and all it had was Wii Sports, it would still sell like crazy. I'd buy like six. Absolutely. Um, so, um, and obviously I'm thinking the Mario Galaxies are an automatic include. Oh, yeah. And uh, Zelda games are going to go on there. Mario Kart. Um, now, let, so let's ignore some of those core Mario titles that we know are a gimme because they've proven that before. Mm-hmm. What do you think about some of what do you think about some of these? I did some list building here. So, what about Zack and Wiki? I think Zack and Wiki is a shoe in because the call right. for that game is if anybody listening is unfamiliar because I feel like like Zack and Wiki is a name that comes up for for people who are obsessed with video games oh. and everybody else is just like what the hell is that so zack and wiki is essentially a point and click adventure game mm-hmm. but for the wii with about a pirate super boy adorable and pirates <laughs> oh man it's super adorable um and it used the motion controls about as well as you could for a launch title mm-hmm. oh um, it wasn't a launch title it was shortly after launch okay close to launch sure. it was, it was, it was it just was... outside the launch window yeah, just yeah. outside you're right you're right it was early on though um but if you are looking for something adorable um look up the some art on this it's freaking crazy good um so we got to put wario where smooth moves on there right oh yeah that'll absolutely um, be in there and then boom blocks Abs- I, you know what if they I'm not sure what the status is with boom blocks because that's another one that EA has been very reticent to re-release in any sh- sort of way. Which is weird, because you would think that that game would be amazing oh, right yeah. now. Yeah. And, and you could do it with twin sticks. Well, I don't... I mean... How is there no port of Boomblocks to all of the VR platforms? Like, it I, is the... Like, it would be so easy to put in PSVR and Oculus and yeah. all of these things. Because uh, because reasons, I because guess. Because reasons, yeah. Uh, a Boomblocks and its sequel... Which I can't remember. It's not called Boom Blocks Two. It's called Boom Blocks Something, but yeah. it is a whole different game. I think. I think both of those. I think uh, some of the, I, the the ones that popped into my head that aren't like there are some third party things that I think might make it in. Uh, you know, I think that you would see probably Sonic Colors. Like okay, uh, I'm down. But the wa- Sonic Colors was an okay game. Yeah, Sonic Colors is a good game. I I would go as far as to call it a good game. Uh, All right. Well, the ones that are my deep cuts that I think would make it in, and because I think that Nintendo saw the sort of excitement that came up around Star Fox Two being included yep. with the SNES Classic. Yeah. Which, by the way, some very weird differences playing the early leaked version of that game and the one that's on the classic that is like claimed to be finished. It's bizarre. The the differences between them, like different fonts and stuff like that. I don't think either of them are truly finished. Yeah. You know, it's, it's (laughs) basically an unfinished game. Um, but I, I think because of that, you might see two games on the Wii classic 
that that were not released in the United States, but were released in English. And both okay. of them are published by Nintendo. The first is called Another Code R. Okay. Which is a sequel to a Nintendo DS game called Trace Memory. And this is like a sort of hybrid of a point-and-click adventure. There is puzzle solving. There is point-and-click elements. But it's also more of like a you know, visual novel sort of mystery where you play as a teenage girl named Ashley. It's by the people that made Hotel Dusk. It is Ooh. one of the best Wii games ever made. It is so good. And it only came out in Japan and the UK. And there's a perfectly good English version of this game that you can play if you if you mod your Wii or your Wii U. Uh, but sure. I, I think that way make, make, make it in. And then the other right. one is called Disaster Day of Crisis. Which sure. is a, made by the people that made Xenoblade and Xenoblade X. Uh, and it is a... Like, I... I have you ever played Disaster, Steve? You ever played Disaster no. Day of Crisis? It's bizarre. I have never even heard of it. Okay, it is technically an action game. Like, you you are a guy who is sort of a, a Jack Bauer type, and you are surviving all kinds of earthquakes and fires and volcano eruptions and storms while fighting terrorists. And wow. it's, it kind of sucks. <laughs> like, it's not... It's not a great game. It's one of those things where you're playing it, you're like, this would be so much better if there were no motion controls in it. But it is sort of this lost first-party Nintendo game that I think would be a, a spectacular Wii Classic inclusion. I mean, why not? Yeah. Why not? So um, how about this for a deep cut? What about Miramasa the Demon's Blade? Oh, man. I love that game. I... Hashtag VanillaWare love. Ooh. I knew that this is where we find our connection. Yeah. In the love road. of Vanillaware, which is, which is, that's deep. So fo for folks, if you want to see something crazy, go look up a YouTube video of Muramasa the Demon's Blade. Um, this is, it looks like, I mean, I can't even describe it. It's just super cool. Um, it's not the most kids game ever. It's rated T because there's dudes with swords. It's also, but, the story is very, I, it's I, dark. I would not, I would not let anybody who's younger than early teens yeah. This. There's some. Uh... Well, it's Peggy Twelve oh, in Europe. Peggy Twelve. Peggy Twelve. Yeah, Twelve. Uh, yeah. I, you know, use your use your judgment, folks. Yeah. But at the very least, watch a YouTube video for like a minute and a half because this game is absolutely stunning. Um, and these guys know how to make a game. But also, one last one. What do you think about Little King's story? Oh man, absolutely. That's another. That's like, another one that's just. Like, Little King's Story has been re-released so many different times. Yep. But no, none of the subsequent versions of that game are as just damn charming as that Wii yeah. version. That Wii version is really special. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely, you know, like... I mean, it was one of those games that, like, I wasn't supposed to like, you know? Yeah. Like, it was just, like, this random thing, and man, did I love every minute of it. I think it would find a great home on a Wii Classic. Um, and it's the fa and the reason that I have hope that it might find its way there is that it has been re-released so many times. Clearly, those people that made that game are interested in making a dollar. Um, and, like, if you get your game on this system, like, a Wii Classic is going to sell a batrillion copies. Yeah. So if even if you're getting pennies on the dollar for every system sold, you're gonna be okay. 
<laughs> yep. And you don't have to market nothing because yeah. Nintendo's going to handle it all. Um, I am so I agree with you. I saw that tweet and I was like, you know what? This is a podcast topic. Um, so I know that you have to run because you've got parent stuff to do. So everybody, um, Anthony, tell us where on the internet can we find you? You can find me all kinds of wonderful places. Uh, if you need to see Steve and I yell at each other about Zelda more, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at a John Agnello. Uh, you can find me every single day over Adventure Beat. I'm reviewing games over there. In addition to all of my many other duties, you can find me on the Continue Podcast, which is uh, you can go find us on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at Continue Pod. And you can go to patreon.com slash continue pod to subscribe. Most importantly. If you most importantly. (laughs) Most importantly, go to patreon.com slash continue pod, as I have. Um, and back them. If you back them at a five, if you back them at the five dollar level, you get access to a Discord, and you get to talk to them and get largely ignored by their friends, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, because that means every, it means every morning you get a notification that Susan says hi, yep. and you get to talk to her about whatever's making her angry about nerd culture that day. Yep. Um, and then occasionally, um, Matt and Anthony. And I said Matt on purpose. Um, <laughs> in te- like come in and just nerd out like crazy. Yep. That happens. Because um, that's the thing. Um, so it's entertaining. So, um, folks, I really do appreciate you listening to our podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it as much as Anthony and I enjoyed recording it. Don't worry. He'll be back. Yep. Because he and I have multiple fights to get into, um, and we have some music to listen to. But until next time, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Next time we'll be back to talk about board games, because as you know, we alternate. Um, we actually even have a special guest, the Undead Viking. We'll be on the show. So, um, until next time, don't forget to get your family game on. We will see you next week. Bye now. Bye, everyone. Boom. Cool, man. man. Thank you for listening to Engage, a family gaming podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.